The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts... John and Steven. Thank you, Cabinet Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me is mainly always is Chicago's King of Geeks, Elliot Serrano. How are you doing, Elliot? Uh, well, I survived the tornado. I mean, yeah, we all survived the tornado. That was good. I didn't have um, plumbing for a day or two. Oh, no? Well, luckily, I didn't lose power. I was afraid I was going to lose power at one point. Yeah, um, no, I was, I, I got halfway home and then the train was like, you ain't going no place. <laughs> I sat on the train for half an hour and I was like, well, the alternative is driving into a tornado. Uh, the Portillo's, though, did not avoid the tornado. It, oh, no. Yeah, it got, it, well, it didn't like, is it okay? It didn't get destroyed, just like the facade of it had a bunch of stuff ripped off. And I think there was an, a ba- there's an old, like, uh, an old furniture store that's now closed that got the roof pulled off, but it was also under construction. So, yeah, so it was weak. Yeah, yeah it touched down a couple of miles away from me too, and that's, uh, there was a lot of trees, but it wasn't too terrible. But, um, but you know, there's no place you can live on the earth where the earth won't decide to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Tell me about it. You know, yeah, I'm from the East Coast, which is hurricanes. You know, uh, if you don't have hurricanes, you have earthquakes. If you don't have earthquakes, you have volcanoes. You don't have volcanoes, you have tidal waves. You know, don't forget, don't forget wildfires. Yeah, well, wild, yeah, wildfires are, yeah, that that's a new one too. Yeah, the the whole, your whole neighborhood goes on fire. (laughs) So there, you know, once a year, the earth will try to shake you off, like a tick. So, so you're still here. Yeah, but we're we're dug in. Yeah, I we're dug in. Try Mother Earth, <laughs> like the tick. He was not invulnerable. <laughs> He's had three separate shows. <laughs> the one with Putty was the best, though. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was the the one with the. Uh, oh God, the guy from oh I'm blanking. The guy from John Wick Two, the Amazon Prime one was interesting. But it was like he's. It's interesting. He's trying to turn it into a drama. It was very. My favorite thing about it was that they they shot it in New York, so they they went to like the Justice League headquarters, and it's just the Museum of the Moving Image. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wait, that's where the exhibit is, <laughs> which is right in my old neighborhood. It's down the street from uh, Sesame Street. This has uh, Amazon budgets. Yeah, yeah, they spent it all on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> To uh, got them. I don't know why. Well, speaking of budgets that you can't see on screen, this has been quite a summer of expensive movies not making their money back. Well, so, eh, yeah, yes, I, according to Variety and everybody, well, yeah. according to, to to math, there is because I saw Indiana Jones and the um, Dial of Destiny again over the weekend. I still really enjoy it, uh, but. I did not see $300 million in that movie. No, well, again, remember, it it did get postponed by COVID. Right. So you have cost overruns there. And I know that de-aging was expensive, but it's not like, it's not, it didn't look that much bigger than an Indiana Jones movie. Here's my question. Let's say with the de-aging and the post and the COVID overruns, let's say this movie costs more like, let's say 250. Would we be having the same talk about it? Um, Yeah, because it's made 150. Well, worldwide, it's already broken three. Right, it's broken two. Yes. Yeah. So it's already broken it worldwide. And, and let's be honest too, as, as they said, um, you can search high and low in Hollywood for a movie that actually it, it, for a movie that actually made a profit because right. they always figure out a way, you know, to take those those box office, you know, and not give you, well, that's to not pay you royalties, right? Not pay royalties, yeah. not pay you know whoever. So the, these movies really, really that that number that we hear reported first is just pure box office. Okay, um, right. it does it doesn't factor in. Uh, the exhibitors cut does not factor in 
uh, what um, what you know how much the studio gets from it doesn't factor in what the people were paid, so on and so forth. So I think a lot of times we get a little caught up in the numbers of a movie and equate it with, well, they spent all this money on it. It must have been, you know, it's got to make this much money to which I'm like, why do I care how much they spent on an Indiana Jones movie? I got an Indiana Jones movie. That's all that makes me happy right now. And you're not going to get another Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, it's not like if this one doesn't make five hundred million, we won't get a sixth one. We won't get a sixth one. That ain't gonna happen, right? They could spend whatever. Yes, this movie could make a billion at the box office. There's not going to be another one because Harrison Ford's not going to do another one. Right. And honestly, both times I saw it, the the theater was not empty. Yeah, you know. I've seen it. Yeah, I I also have seen it twice. I've even seen it in IMAX twice. And people were paying that you know, that those extra few bucks for the IMAX ticket, so people were willing to go see it. Now, again, is it going to make you know? Uh, I, I to this day I still don't understand why everyone talks so much about Top Gun Maverick and what a great movie Top Gun Maverick was because I saw Top Gun Maverick. I saw it once. That's all I needed to see it. It was just to, to see. Okay, what's everyone talking about? Oh. He essentially took the first movie, did it again, and he aped a bunch of stuff from Star Wars. I mean, literally, the Death Star trench run. The trench run, run yeah. Yeah. And, and 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 everyone's talking about how Tom Cruise has saved Hollywood. Really? Well, well not this weekend. <laughs> and, and that's the other one. So Mission Impossible 7's out. And uh, a similar budget, again, I want to say the budget for... Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part One, uh, and also another production that was postponed by COVID. Remember, it was right. the middle of COVID; they it were was, doing everything right, and that and that pushes the costs way up. Right. So it went. If I want to say, it was north of two fifty. I think close to two eighty was a production cost on the first part of a movie. Not even the whole movie it was. The and they have part. not. It's not one of those where they shot both. Right? No, no. They, they have can't. not shot the second one yet. No, they haven't shot it yet. Or th- I think they were in the middle of the second one, but now writer strike and 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 now there's an actor strike. Actors strike. Yeah, Deadpool three just got shut down. Yep. They were moving on without uh, rewriting anything, and yep. now this weekend they send everybody home. But uh, but then again, you know, again production costs inflated a bit on that first one, and eh, not not great, not great. Do I but, see, not, but a 96 on Rotten Tomatoes? What you do I see? Uh, yeah, but here's my thing. Now you're not hearing people talking about uh this movie's a, a Tom Cruise, this is a piece of crap, this is a moneymaker. They were just going, they were just going for for the, the quick cash or blah blah blah. Like everything that they were saying about uh Dial of Destiny, again, two comparable movies, comparable budgets, comparable challenges. Uh, and yet, Dial of Destiny got so much pre-movie flack, so much, which I never understood. And now, yeah, Variety is calling Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. <laughs> I have to go down an octave when I say it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Do, do you do that for all the ones? How do you say Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol. <laughs> <laughs> it was a simpler time. It was pre-COVID. Back then. Um you know, you don't see everyone talking about, oh, this is it for Tom Cruise. Why was he doing this? Oh, you know, this is. What, uh, what do you think the difference is there? I mean, let's be honest. The, the, the Mission Impossible movies, as, po- as popular as they are, just don't make the same kind of money. You know, they don't make the money of Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever a Marvel movie only makes 500 million, they talk about what a failure it is. Right, and we're at a point now where Guardians has, well, we're also at a point where Guardians has made three hundred fifty million, and everyone's forgotten about it. Yep. But Across the Spider Verse has made three hundred fifty-seven million, and it's seen as the greatest thing that's happened this summer. And yeah. it's still only this. We're coming out of a time where Hollywood is expecting something to make a billion dollars. Right, right. And we have nothing's made five hundred million. I think. Well, what about the the Avatar: Way of Water? Has that thing broken? Like well, that was a, that was a year ago. Now, yeah, that's it's not part of this. Uh, and Super Mario, where people are losing their goddamn minds, was like four fifty. Yeah, right. So we're not talking about 
all these, you know, franchises are still cranking out a billion dollar makers. It's it's just not happening. But we've set that bar at this point where if it doesn't make that kind of money, then obviously the movie wasn't that good, which is just silly. Right. Well, what's the again, why why the pressure on Indiana Jones? Indiana Jones has not been has not been the biggest movie of its year since Temple of Doom. I mean, Last Crusade was beaten by Batman. Uh, Crystal Skull was beaten by Dark Knight. You know, what? why does Dial of Destiny get all this pressure? Why? Good question. Why did throughout all the talk about Dial of Destiny that people kept saying, well, it's not as good as the original trilogy. Folks, we've done an entire show covering the original trilogy. Even fans of the original trilogy will question the quality of the first three of, of the, the, the two sequels. Okay. The Raiders, you can say Raiders is the most perfect movie ever made, or at least the most perfect action movie ever made. I, I believe so. Fine. I will give you that. But then we, we've talked about it, you know, on top men, the temple of doom, and uh, dark George Lucas and, and, and Steven Spielberg were in a dark place back then. They lost sight of what Indiana Jones was. Ah, and uh, Willie Scott not, doesn't hold a candle to, to, to Marion Ravenwood. Blah, 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 blah. And I, I, I think Temple of Doom was the biggest moneymaker of 84, but I do remember that summer because that was a May movie. And I remember by July, all anyone wanted to talk about was Ghostbusters or Gremlins. Temple of Doom had, was forgotten before the summer was out. Yeah, and I remember Ghostbusters, and I remember seeing the first Ghostbusters and going, okay, that was okay. I don't remember. Uh, it's like, it's I later. like Ghostbusters. I don't know why it's a franchise. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't understand at all, because Ghostbusters 2, I'm sorry, sucks. That movie sucks. Yeah. The movie really sucks. Yeah. So, I mean. And I didn't, I, I saw the Afterlife, which they're making a sequel of. I didn't think it was as good as the female Ghostbusters. The female Ghostbusters. I thought that was funnier. Yes, at least the female Ghostbusters one had jokes in it. Yeah, the, yeah. The, Afterlife was was Paul looking at special effects. Like you only had one person in that movie known for comedy, and he didn't tell any jokes. He didn't tell any jokes. It was like okay, now I'm gonna. This is a deep cut for folks who might remember this. Okay, for guys our age, us Gen Xers. Remember when they brought back the Brady Bunch as a drama and they called it The Brady's? Yes, that was after they brought it back as a variety show. As a variety show, which they even referenced. You know, they were always able to... They, I will say this. When it came to the canon in The Brady Bunch, they never lost sight of that. It was a Brady cinematic universe. Yes. <laughs> so, Wait, how did they explain the variety show? Because I remember The Brady's was The Brady Brides. And then they turned it into a, a drama. Exactly. So they and went it was like Marsha and Jan had married two guys and they all lived in the house. Right. Because they went from the Brady Bunch. They went to the Brady Variety Hour. And even on the very first episode of the Brady a Variety Hour, Mike talks about how he's left architecture so they can make do this show. Yes. You know, so they can go on the road and do this thing. And then Why did it need a premise? <laughs> yes. And then, so it's like, it's apparently... The Brady's live in our universe, in our world, and now they're putting on a variety show. And then, you're like as you said, the Brady Brides came along, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and so you can see, oh, this is what happened after, you know, they did the variety show for a while. And then, of course, the Brady, the Brady's, they're doing essentially the Brady Bunch as a, just a pure drama. Not even, no, no jokes, no Sherwood Schwartz, no, no camp, no anything. That was... Ghostbusters Afterlife to me. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, let's take all the fun stuff we liked about the original Ghostbusters. Let's just this is jettison it. Let's say Egon is a deadbeat dad. Yeah, um, you know, because he's dead. Because yeah, because he no, but he wasn't dead the whole time. You see, yeah, but Hal Ramis was dead. Oh well, that too. But <laughs> we're gonna do this whole thing where it wasn't that he told his daughter. I need to do this or that he left and he died fighting, you know, ghosts, you know, Zool or whatever mm -hmm. the fuck. It's just, Oh no, he just left us and we never knew why. Like what kind of, and then, and on top of that, all the other ghostbusters are pissed at him. Like what? So, yeah. well, that's, that's become a trope, which, uh, they, they attacked Indiana Jones with like all of, all of our Gen X heroes, 
all of our boomer heroes get old and depressed. Get old so, and depressed, and then they never they never because the way to have the story arc is that since you've seen them, they've done nothing. And now the story is they're gonna do the one thing that you liked them doing. They're gonna do it again, and then they're gonna be happier because they did it again. And yet no one says boo. Well, no, I had one uh uh Ian Simmons of 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 Earth's Mightiest Critics. Uh he hated uh Ghostbusters Afterlife. Man, he ripped that movie to shreds on his YouTube channel. I'm like, all right, I see it. Yep, okay, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, and it, and they're making a sequel. Yeah, that one gets that one gets a second one. So it's. But how much money did it make? I don't think it made that much money. Uh, well, again, how much money did it cost? Because that's what the whole discussion is: is how much are these movies costing? Indiana Jones is a failure because it cost almost three hundred million. But uh, I I really do think everyone who sees it, and we were talking about this on Tap Man. Everyone who sees it seems to like it. Um. And the people that don't like it don't seem to have a lot of concrete evidence of why they don't like it. It's, it's a, yeah, well, they're, they're holding it to an impossible standard. And I'll sit there and right. I'll go, look, you can look at the original Raiders and tell, and I, all the warts and whatever that you say, oh, I see this in, in, um, in uh, Dial of Destiny. Like, I'll tell you, uh, James Mangold went as, he, he, you know, leaned into the Raiders bit even harder than Spielberg. Yeah. You know, really went for that kind of that feel to the, to the whole thing. And, and yeah, we talked about it on top. Oh, without, without going a full JJ Abrams and just like doing Aping like it, a super yeah. eight. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, uh, and even like, I even felt a little bit James Bondy to me. I was like going, man, this one, again, I've seen it twice. Mm -hmm. I, I enjoyed it more the second time I went to see it because I was able to pick up even more bits. Yeah, than I did, I missed the first I did time. as well. Yeah, I was really, I was really glad I saw it again. Uh, honestly, I couldn't think of anything else to see because that's what the summer's been. You know, it's it's not like a movie like Flash. I still haven't seen Flash because I don't want to pay money for it. Like HBO Max will absolutely put it up before you know the school year starts, but. Uh, uh, but everyone said like the flash is just confusing and it's all over the place and uh, nobody seems to like it. People seem to really like Indiana Jones, but it's still being tarred with this brush. And again, like, I mean, we can point to internet trolls as much as we want, but I'm not quite sure. I'm still not quite sure why it's being held up to this standard. Like, like this was the movie that was going to come and save Hollywood. Well, I mean, part of that is on Disney. Let's be honest. They were hoping they had their own Maverick this year. Yeah. They thought that this was going to be like last year was Top Gun Maverick. This year is going to be Dial of Destiny. It's going to be the big movie that's going to draw, again, the nostalgia factor. It's going to bring movie audiences, bring families back into the theaters. They're going to do that whole thing again. And yeah, but no, it's let's be honest. It's not, that's not the way things work. You can't program that into into people because if you could uh you know everybody would be making money hand over fists in hollywood well and that's what they were they were trying to do that's why people were complaining about superhero fatigue because everybody was making a superhero movie you know we were talking about it this on the podcast like name me an a-level superhero that hasn't had its own movie you know like for me for me to find a character that hasn't been in a movie i gotta go like down the bench of the villains you know, and they're working on that. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had Captain Adam yet, but I'm sure he's coming. Oh, man. Firestorm has got to be in there. Yeah, the Charlton comics. You know, we're gonna have. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. We're getting that... Blue Beetle in a month. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's, you know, it's the uh, it's the aughts New Beetle, the pre New Fifty Two, Jaime Reyes. But we're getting blue. We're getting a Blue Beetle movie. But is Booster Gold far behind? I'd be surprised if Booster Gold's not in it. Ah, good point. Good point. Booster Gold was in, I believe, Smallville. But to my point, to the point though, being what what do we call again? What do we want to say is is a quote unquote successful uh, movie or a superhero movie? Yes, the budget factors into it. I, I say though, you know, to make a decent movie these days, you know, Hollywood budgets being what they are and technology being what it is. 
Um, just don't get out of, don't get crazy with cost overruns and all that. You should be able to make a, a decent film for under 200 million. Oh okay. yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's what streaming is learning now because now that we found out that no streaming platform is making a profit because you know, there was this whole arms race to outspend each other. We mentioned Amazon prime, Amazon prime sent out press releases saying how much they spent on Lord of the Rings. And I didn't see it. I saw it. I saw every episode, but did it look like the most expensive television show that's ever been made? Not really. Looked like there were a lot of extras. It was still boring. (laughs) Well, and, and again, and I think though the the there's a little there's going to be a little bit of um, finger pointing at some point because you're going to say, oh well, it's the productions, the production design. We put all this mo- mo- money into production design, and that's why it costs so much, building sets and all that sort of thing. Uh, so now we got to go back to now we got to use the volume. Everything's going to be done in the volume now because we want to we want to cut costs. Oh, and soon we're not going to be able to afford. Uh, production designers so we're going to use ai ai is going to help us do everything well now you're talking about the strike because that a big part of the strike is that uh certainly the screen you know the whole chat gpt thing writers are worried about Mm -hmm. uh but now it came out when the when sag went on strike that the studios were planning on scanning the faces of extras for the people that don't make you know 25 million dollars a picture and just keeping it in perpetuity Forever and using it wherever they want, like for, like like your Facebook profile. Yes, and for folks who didn't see the 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 the, the language, yes, they were talking about until the end of time, <laughs> until time stops, until I'm like for infinity. <laughs> so like, basically, let so so you're a lieutenant on the Enterprise, <laughs> and you can you could go into the holodeck and see your face. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Yeah, that <laughs> far. And never get paid for it, too. They can use your image forever. Yeah. Which is so, which makes me go. I think a lot of times when we get into this discussion about how much movies cost and how much they make, it's all a shell game, man. I mean, even when the movies make billions of dollars, mm-hmm. do the people who work on the productions see that money? No. No, Peter Jackson had to sue Warner Brothers for yeah. Lord of the Rings money before. Before the Hobbit got made, it's one of the reasons the Hobbit was ten years later. Yeah, and 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 so then when they they start crying, oh, but we spent all this money on the production, but you didn't see any of the money back again. Never, you don't see it. Hollywood always figures out ways to hide their profits. In well, it's not even Hollywood; every major company figures oh, yeah. out a way, yeah, to True. not pay people. True. And the yeah. only ones keeping score are us, the nerds who are just looking at, at the the ticket sales. That's it. Well, because it turns it into sports. That right. and that and that's that's the thing is it's it's not supposed to be about competition. It's supposed to be about quality. But a lot of people like to say, "I won, you lost." So so Indiana Jones lost, but right across the Spider Verse won. Because I think because people there were a lot of people who were vested in the idea of Indiana Jones sucking, you know. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm what I'm curious about. I mean, we talked about that a little bit on Top Men of like there's a lot of Kathleen Kennedy haters out there. I think there were there are some Phoebe Waller-Bridge haters out there. There're definitely some misogynists out there. But like I still don't know why this was targeted. You know, it, it in my opinion being like an Indiana Jones super fan as as you are. Um I mean, we created a goddamn podcast. <laughs> uh <laughs> I was grateful to get another one. And I, you know, when I am burned by a franchise, like, you know, I'll say Star Wars or even Marvel. Marvel is becoming dull now. Uh, We haven't talked about Secret Invasion because why would you? Yeah, I know. I can't. I'm caught up with it. I got nothing to say about it. I literally fell asleep during the first episode. Yeah, it's I I mean, Samuel L. Jackson is fighting scrolls and it's boring. But yeah, and and oh, plot twist! Everyone who you think is somebody is actually a, a scroll. Just so well, you know. And here's like, my well, here's my problem with this is my problem with the comic, and it's more my problem with the show is they are revealing major characters to be scrolls. But the the thing I wonder is since when? <laughs> it was like maybe at the beginning of the episode they were replaced by a scroll, or would it like tell me when? 
you know, because uh, spoilers, because this is a show nobody's watching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> spoilers. Rhodey is a scroll. Yes. When is Rhodey a scroll? In the new episode of Secret Evasion. Was Rhodey a skull? Scroll after after Civil War, did Rhodey die when he hit the ground? I don't know, because Secret what? Invasion doesn't tell me anything. They right. just tell me he's a scroll now, and it's like, and you know what? So Rhodey could be in a closet ready to come back next episode. And that was my problem with the the Secret Invasion comic, which people look back on as this like amazing moment. But as but there but there was a moment uh, in the first issues of Secret Invasion where a spaceship lands. And all the superheroes get out, and they're all 1970s versions of Marvel. And they're like, we were replaced by scrolls. And then the next issue you find out, no, they're all scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a scroll shell game. <laughs> scroll shell game that coming to you from yeah, Hasbro. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm a little bored by Marvel. I enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I didn't think about it again. Um, the last show I really liked was She-Hulk and you know the the effects weren't great, but I I thought it was entertaining. I'm not excited anymore, but I'm also not looking for it to actively fail. You know, yeah. I mean, it's but I think what what it is is back to the point like about indie and and well, indie Star Wars Marvel. They are all now under the Disney banner. Okay, right. they are the 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 pop culture topics that just get the most attention right now. Yeah. And and without being, uh, without being political about it, the governor of Florida has put it in his target. So there are people that would rather Ron DeSantis win than Disney win. Right. So there is that contingent as well. Yeah. And then, I mean, even when you talk about DC, uh, it just doesn't generate the same type of attention, you know. I mean, look at look at how much how hard Warner Brothers pushed the Michael Keaton coming back as Batman right. uh, angle for the Flash, and that that did you know that generated maybe a bump, a bit of a bump. Yeah, it vanished. Well, I mean, I've been thinking lately the last couple of weeks about like that. I miss Batman. I'm like, man, I really miss Batman. I remember when I loved Batman. I'm like, and I realized Batman's all around me. There was a Batman movie a year ago. Michael Keaton's in the Flash movie now. They're still printing the comic, but I haven't engaged with any of them. So it's not them. It's unless you're saying it's the quality of what they're putting out. It's not that it's not in the zeitgeist. There's a reason it's not in the zeitgeist. I mean, you know, there's a point to. Also thinking it's not like I have to constantly be engaged with every new thing that comes out. You know, if I want to see a Batman movie, I can, I can watch the old ones, the ones right. that I enjoyed, you know, that's it. If I don't like the, the new Batman comics, I have all my old Batman comics. It's, we it's have this reason, old- Yeah. It's a reason you collect. I have a bookcase full of hardcovers of Batman. It's, you know, full of Neil Adams and Graham Nolan and David Mazzucchelli and even Tom King. And I can go back and reread those. But there's, they're not putting out anything that's interesting me now. But again, I don't want DC to fail. DC, as as a movie franchise, has put out some things I really hate. And but I just oh, Batman versus Superman. Okay, uh, yeah. Black Adam. We had a whole podcast streaming at Black Adam. Every version of Justice League they decided to make. <laughs> <laughs> which at my last count was three every everything since the animated series that bruce tim did has been a lousy justice league but i i i, I wouldn't go to the flash like i didn't hear good things so i didn't want to spend my evening going to the flash but i'm not looking for them to fail you know like i i missed when you know Tim Burton was making Batman movies and Batman, the animated series was on every day and nightfall was on the, the stands. It's like, uh, and Kyle Rayner was green lantern and Mark Wade was writing Wally West as the flash and Superman was four different guys. <laughs> um, I do miss that. Like I, I miss when DC was worth talking about, but I'm not, you know, th- there's, I don't, there's no anger. Involved. <laughs> My dog agrees. All That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that back to the point though, where okay. She hates it when the neighbors come out. Anyway, so we 
would say that DC just doesn't generate the same kind of outrage in, in all honesty. It doesn't say, generate the same amount of interest nor outrage. So is while, it, then is it a Disney thing? Because as you said, it, well, Indian. Wait, did I say DC or Disney? You said DC doesn't, okay. doesn't generate. DC doesn't. So, so, so Disney, Disney generated because, you know, Indian Star Wars are both Lucasfilm, but yeah. Marvel is a separate division of Disney. Yeah, but you keep hearing about, oh, you know, oh, I can't stand now that it's Disney Marvel, you know, or it's Disney Star Wars. Now, everything that Disney's bought is no longer its own thing. It's it's because of Disney. It, it does what it does because it's Disneyfied now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my God. Wait until the third Deadpool movie comes out. Yeah, I, I, I can already hear the furious typing of... of uh, on, on One keyboard. month before previews. Yeah. <laughs> The Disneyfication of Deadpool and all that bullshit. So, uh, and, and 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 again, it's it's uh, what generates the clicks. It's what generates the the, yeah. the interaction on on internet and social media, which then makes uh, which again makes you a lot of money. Although I have never seen anybody who works in internet media make a lot of money outside of the folks who own the channels. Well, not sustain it. You know, no. I've seen a lot of bubbles burst. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I've had to curate since seeing Dial of Destiny twice, which I really enjoyed. Um, I've been wanting to revisit Indiana Jones. And, you know, there's only so many times you can watch the extras on the DVDs. Uh, and so I've been going through YouTube trying to find trying to find videos. And, man, you got to sort through a lot of, you know, Dial of Destiny is trash. You know, Kathleen Kennedy needs to be fired. Woke Disney. It's... It, it it it's draining. It's draining, and you you noticed. I mean, you made this reference earlier. It's like sports. A lot of sports radio mm-hmm. would be very much that same. You know, criticize of the the local sports team. Get everything angry. sucks now. Yeah, everything sucks. If your team's not winning a championship, then you know they suck, and they ought to burn it to the ground. Heck, even here in Chicago, when we had teams that were winning championships. Then it, it's the challenge was how do we figure out a way to criticize them, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just sitting back and going, well, you know, they're winning, so I guess we can't say anything. No, 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 they can win, but they can win even bigger than that. You know? Yeah, well, it's like when Endgame came out, uh, all all the article and Endgame was the biggest movie ever, and everyone loved it. Uh, all the articles were like, "Are there too many superhero movies?" And back then, no, now maybe, but that wasn't even a valid argument. It's like. You know, hey, we're enjoying this thing. Oh, but it's too much. Well, can, can, can I write a column and say, don't we have enough uh, cop television shows? Don't we have enough shows? Oh, the, about- those articles are being written. Yeah. It's called Copaganda. Uh, okay. How about lawyer shows? How many lawyer shows do I need? Yeah. You know, how many um, SVU spinoffs do I need? How many Law and Orders do I need? Why? How many, how many Star Treks do I need? <laughs> exactly. Me personally, so, all of them. <laughs> There are people very, very, very angry that Prodigy was pulled off Paramount Plus. And I'm like, oh, so there's only three new Star Trek series on? Well, I think it's because Prodigy was a good show for kids, you know? Yeah, but, you know, my my nine-year-old was like, I told him, and he was like, eh, not my favorite. Yeah, but that's that's him, though. He, like, doesn't he like a... He likes Lower Decks. Yeah, Lower Decks. So it's a different, that's a different, he's a different demographic. He lives with you half the time. He lives with and, me and he's on the spectrum. Yeah. And <laughs> and he's got that kind of that, that sense of humor that you have. Yeah. Yes. yes Whereas Prodigy, I said, was like that show that would, you know, that Star Trek has never had for that demographic that they, well, they gave it two seasons, I think, and then kicked it. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Disney is doing uh, Young Jedi uh, Jedi Adventures or whatever and doing 25 freaking episodes of that thing. We're getting a new Spider-Man cartoon from them yeah. called Freshman Year. So we're getting the young Peter Parker in high school again. I mean, so, certain things like Spider-Man and Batman, there's only so many years you can go without a new series. So... Uh, so that to that point, you know, again, they're they're doing. I think they're just, you know, Paramount's kind of like pulling back a bit, maybe. Too well, much. Disney's definitely pulling back a bit. Bob Iger said in Variety this week that that he felt that Marvel was starting to dilute the brand. We were saying that. 
<laughs> yeah, but now the guy who cuts the checks is saying that. I mean, didn't we say that from the be- very beginning? Like, why are they doing? You get three Marvel movies a year. You were yeah. going to have two to three series every year. You could conceivably have something on Marvel every day of the week or every week in a year. I'm like, isn't that a bit much? Are you like taking away from what makes it? Well, my argument to that is is it's based on the publishing company, and we've been getting something every week for the last sixty years from them, and and it hasn't worn out. Well, uh, no, but it's kind of like let's be honest, the comic book industry isn't what it once was, and and you could only there are only so many Spider Man and Iron Man stories to be told, and 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 we're also not completely uh, in agreement that uh, we're not we don't have a, a utter consensus that. Oh, the stuff that Marvel's doing now is great, and everybody's loving it. You know. Yeah. No. No. That's true. I don't. I don't know of a book that that Marvel's putting out that everybody really loves. No. All and I'm you, reading is Spider Man, and it hasn't been at its top in a long time. Of course, you know we can turn any conversation to how angry the internet is. <laughs> but in my opinion, uh, I love Spider Man. I subscribe to Spider Man. I'd never miss an issue. But I don't think it's been great since Dan Slott was on Amazing. Dan Slott is now on the sister title and it's not as good. However, there are people that fucking hate Dan Slott. Well, you know, that's just ridiculous. I mean, Dan, Dan Slott himself is a stand-up guy. People get angry at him for, for just being who he is. The guy's a fan, a fan more than anyone. Um, I've I've enjoyed a lot of created at least three stories that will stand forever. Yeah. So in in Spider-Man mythology. Yeah. People who get uh, uh, irrationally angry and hate Dan Slott uh, are just idiots who don't know. They have no people skills. They need to get the fuck out and, and, and breathe some fresh air, turn off your computer, uh, go out, make some friends, see the world. It's hard to make friends when you go out with that attitude. Yeah. (laughs) True. Lord knows I've done it on days. <laughs> there are many days I make no friends. <laughs> so, you know, what's it? Um, what's that? And I isolate from the ones I have for fear of losing them. I just heard that a quote. And I can't remember who, who to credit it to, but it's the whole, it, it's a particular celebrity who says, if you have an issue with me, text me, we'll talk it out. If you don't have my, if you can't text me, it's because you don't have my phone number and you don't know me well enough. You shouldn't have an issue with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the, yeah. look, if you don't know someone, why you get so angry about them? You know, making like, judgments I'm, about people that you don't. Well, again, know. it's it's sports, it's ownership. Like I don't understand the sports mentality. Well, I don't understand sports. Uh, <laughs> I was the smallest kid in school. I'm never going to understand sports. But I don't understand the sports mentality. It's like. Somebody's going to lose every single game. Why are you angry? Yeah, and uh, that that happened to um, uh, Giannis, and I always per- mispronounce his last name, so I'm even going to try the uh, star player for the Milwaukee Bucks. No Bucks idea. In the NBA, don't even try. Well, no, but but the NBA, uh, he was like one of the greatest players in the NBA. The Bucks had one of the best record in the NBA this past ye- season. And they were favored to win the championship again. They had already won the championship once. And they got knocked out of the playoffs. And a reporter said to him, so did you think this season was a failure? And the guy was like, did it snap back? Did it say, you know, did it take it personal? The dude just got knocked out of the playoffs. He said, no. He goes, he goes every year, it's like, he goes, hey, did you um, – did you get a, a raise at the end of this year? You know, you're doing your job. You're trying to do the best you can. Did you succeed in everything you wanted? Did you? Did ever, it, no. Does that mean that your whole year was a failure? No. It's like he was essentially saying that when you play sports, someone's going to win. Someone's going to lose. If you're going to look at it in absolutes that if you don't win the whole thing, it's abject failure. Now, that's no way of looking at life. That's no way of looking at sport. And and and. That's the thing. That's what permeates so much of sports culture. Freaking see that in politics, right? Don't even get me started on talk radio when it comes to politics, on the news, on television, the punditry, you know, people on social media talk. Again, it seeped into everything. This antagonistic, this it's all or nothing, you know. We've got to win it all. We've got to have it all. We've got to be all. And everyone else sucks otherwise. 
Uh, it's uh, that's tribalism. It's uh, my 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 side always wins. Your side always loses. And if my side loses once, they're not my side. Right. And then the whole, it's a whole, but it's, it, it's even got more than just win or lose. It's the whole, not only am I going to win, it's because I'm better than you. Right. You know, my side is better than you and you're going to lose because you suck as a person. You know, you suck as a human being. You suck, you suck because you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to lose because you deserve nothing but losing. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's just, and, and it's, it, what always bothers me about those people is when they lose, man, you can't find them. Oh no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you oh, don't but, know. Then, but you you also have these people who like get on their fucking high horses about everything. You know, yes, there's that um, there's that the uh, that documentary that came out on Disney Plus about Stanley, right? Right. Yep, I watched it, um, and I I did not think it was a great documentary. I was not impressed with it, but he they went out of their way to credit Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. You know, did he do it 29 times? No, he did it five times. But like, but how many, how many documentaries about one man are you waiting there to hear him start talking about somebody else? You know, there's people like, uh, I, I, I saw that on several Facebook groups about like Silver Age Marvel, like putting a stop to it. It's like there, there are a certain amount of fans Stanley will never win over. And, you know, whatever you think about it personally, and I've heard. We both heard personal stories of people that do not like them. Man. Uh, yeah. Are, are you going to say he's done nothing? You oh. know, it's it's like saying John Lennon did nothing in the Beatles. Was he Paul? No. You know, but 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 Paul without him, I, I would always argue with fans who say like Jack Kirby did everything and Stanley did nothing. First, I say, well, what about Spider-Man? And then they go, well, Steve Ditko. And I'm like, oh, so two guys did everything and one guy did nothing. The, the, common, the common thread of those two things has nothing to do with each other. Also, the other thing is go read Jack Kirby's Fourth World. I enjoy yeah. it, but the Fantastic Four, it is not. No. No. And, and read Shade the Changing. Read Shade the Changing, man. Oh, yeah. You know, read the, the question. The question. Yeah. You know, if you're going to talk about all, oh, they did this, you know. So, but, but you, you've seen it, right? The utter venom and yep. anger and just utter the demonization of, of, of Stan Lee that goes on because, oh, this, that. And these, again, people who never knew Stan Lee. I'm going to tell you, they right. fucking didn't know. Or Jack, Jack Kirby, Kirby yeah. or Steve Ditko. Yeah. But they no. want to get on a side and they want to get on their high horse and they want to proclaim from the highest mountain. No, Stan Lee should be burned in effigy. He he robbed Jack Kirby and, and Steve Ditko. Steve Ditko lost out on millions in profits. Respect. Steve Ditko didn't want any of that. Nope. Ditko was like, I don't want any of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Stan Lee also like didn't get any profits no. on the ownership of Stan Lee didn't own any of those characters. What Stanley was, and uh what Stanley was was a salesman. And the thing about salesmen is inherently you inherently you like them and you don't trust them at the same time. <laughs> you know, like anytime I've had a real connection with the salesman, after the sale is done, I feel a little bad. <laughs> <laughs> like you ever see a salesman again? <laughs> and you're yeah, like, hey man, yeah. I like that stereo. They're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> they're done with you. <laughs> you know, they've dentist systemed you. <laughs> That's what Stanley was. Stanley was out there selling an entire industry that nobody gave a shit about. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. people are mad that he gets the credit. Yeah. But, you know, Steve Ditko didn't want you to know his last name. No, he, <laughs> he didn't want to have helped it. Yeah, he didn't want his picture taken. He didn't want to. He didn't promote uh, nothing. Yes. There's so. a joke on those old Marvel, those old Marvel records that they would send out to fans with Stanley talking to Jack Kirby and Jack Kirby's on it. And you can Clear, you can hear the pages flip as they're reading the script. Yeah. And he's like, where's Tim Ditko? He just jumped out the window because he heard there was a record. This is in 19... 19- this is when Jack is talking to Stan. <laughs> Steve had that reputation. But you're right. It's like you can't just... You can't enjoy it, you know? And it's like... And every time... You know, when they did a, a touching tribute to Stan Lee. You know, like... Uh, 
like when you see him in Spider-Verse or, you know, you see the cameos, there's always somebody who's like, doesn't deserve it, he sucks. Yeah. You know? So with, would there, I feel like I know the answer to this and I feel like I know your answer, but was there any way Dial of Destiny would have pleased everyone or at least made everyone go, yeah, it was fine. If it came out a year earlier. What, like during COVID? Well, like when it was supposed to, you yeah. know, with all the production stuff that was going on. Remember this movie kept getting pushed back. It was announced back. seven years ago. Yeah. If and that's when it originally was supposed to come out. Well, that's the curse of Indiana Jones. We were supposed to get one every three years. That happened once. Yeah. I mean, Last Crusade was five years after Temple of Doom. Yeah. People forget that, too. Then they, they forget that, yeah, that, and then, of course, Crystal Skull, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was of the age between 1984 and 1989, me personally. I went from being 12 years old to 17 years old. So I remember being a very different person seeing that third film. Yeah, well, because, yeah, I, I believe that. I believe that. And the movies are different, too. They're, yeah. They they're are all what they, Well, and I think that's part of the problem. Uh, and this is definitely Old Man Yells at Clouds, but um, but Millennials and Below saw all three movies together and considered them part of one thing, even though they're that they took an entire decade to come out. Yeah. You know, was anything in 1981 the same as 1989? Well, and... My, my, other, true. And then again, back to this whole thing about the, the quote unquote, the trilogy, you know, the sanct, the sanctity of the trilogy, the quote, the original trilogy. There is no original trilogy, folks. Now that's, there's four now. King. Five. Yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, but even then, you, you still right. had Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. So, and they weren't, they weren't a trilogy because there was no, they were not a single story. No. Like right. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, those are trilogies because the third film was the ending of those films. Indiana so, Jones, they just made three of them. Yeah. Until they made four. No, oh, no, but Steven Spielberg had them writing off into the sunset at the end of the third one. That that signified that it was the end of the of the. Of and the then the same story. man had a gopher coming out of the CG gopher hole. <laughs> That's how he, that's how the greatest director of our lives followed that up. <laughs> I didn't mind the gopher. I don't <laughs> mind Crystal Skull. Yeah, I like, I mean, is it my favorite of the group? No. but I was it's... watching a YouTube video about it, which actually wasn't like, didn't use the words garbage or trash in the title. And uh, didn't have a photoshopped uh, Indiana Jones with his eyes bugged out. That was, no. that was, that was uh, two green flags for me. <laughs> But he was saying, but he mentioned uh, something I agree with about Crystal Skull. It starts really well. It really starts off well. Yes. Like everything until Shia LaBeouf shows up is great. And even then, you know, it slowly winds. But I, I feel with Crystal Skull, every time I put it on, I go, why don't I like this more? And I always find it hard to finish. I say take out the monkey swinging bit and then the movie is perfectly fine. Eh, I, I just think it's. Well, we we had a whole podcast about this. I think it's soft. It feels like a TV reunion. Like I I do not buy the stakes. I don't think anyone is in danger. Um, there are some. There are a lot of characters that have confusing arcs that don't pay off. Like why is Mac on their side? Then not on their side. Then then greedy. Then then a traitor. It's, he's all over the place. And you know, and Oxley is like a plot point that just hangs around. He's like the Christopher Walken in Batman Returns. <laughs> it's like, this guy should have been in this movie for 10 minutes. He's in it for an hour, and I don't know why. Because he's Christopher Walken. And he's John Hurt. I'll, I'll, John give Hurt John, yes. I'll give you John Hurt. He was the war doctor, for crying The war today. doctor and Dr. Jones, yes. Yeah, he, he got his chest bursted. <laughs> John Hurt. Oh, that's he, right. Yes. Yeah, John Hurt was the original Aragorn. Oh, like from the... Um... The Ralph Bakshi. The Rock, he voiced yeah. Aragorn. Okay. So I think, uh, well, to your point there, we just, I think we, remember remember how I talked about how I got fed up with Star Wars because it was no longer, people weren't, were no longer treating them as movies that entertain us. They were treating them like religion. Yeah. You know, they started talking about like things like, oh, canon and, and 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 um, and the artistic intent and well, 
it, it all started when everyone was telling Lucas that he was wrong for uh, making the special editions, which, by the way, in the beginning, everyone loved the idea of the special editions. Well, everybody they... loved everybody loved going back to the theater. Number yeah. one, those, <laughs> those were those were parties when I was ninety seven. I must have been, I don't know, twenty five, and you know, I was just out in bars trying to pick up women. But every time one of those movies came out, every one of my friends went. We went with groups of ten people to those movies. Yeah. That was that was an absolute celebration. But we people loved him, and then it became oh no no well the the the, the that's that's he can't go back and do that because the original movies as is their art and they no long those movies no longer belong to George Lucas they now belong to everyone they now belong to me well there was that movie I w- I was thinking about this when I was looking at YouTube I was like oh my god I'm just surrounded by this negativity of this thing I love I just want to learn more about it or get another perspective about it and I'm faced with all this negativity and I started thinking. Remember that movie, The People versus George Lucas? Oh, God. That's there, the movie that got me in trouble. Though, wait, how did it get you in trouble? I'm in it. You're in it? Yes. I didn't know you when I saw Why are you in it? I, I talked about the merchandising of the movie. I did not criticize the movie itself. I talked and about the what, what happened to you? I love that I said, remember, remember this movie? And he said, I'm in it. I'm in it. Yeah. I got pulled. I got pulled into that. I thought it was. Oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. it. Little did I know it would make me somewhat infamous in some circles. Oh my God, you've you've got several stories like that. Yes, <laughs> you, have, you have some fandom infamy. Oh yeah, see that's another one. People who hate me, who are pissed at me, who have this idea of who I am, and they don't even know me. They no. don't even know me. I know you, and I'm still talking to you. Well, that's because you don't have many friends. I don't. <laughs> you know, I have people I used to know. I, I'd say two. I don't know if I'm uh, a unique in this, but I would say two thirds of my contacts on my phone are people that will not call me back. Yeah, they just don't remember me. But I, but but back to that point again. It just became. It becomes like. It's no longer. Is this movie fun or not? Or does it entertain me or not? It is, does this movie have a moral integrity or not? Is it artistic and and hold to the values that it has imparted upon us or not? It's like, it's just ridiculous. Well, it's funny. It's it's funny that you mentioned Star Wars in that phrase because that's what Star Trek used to be. Mm -hmm. And, and... They, I honestly, I think a lot of the original people running it had to die uh, before before they got it. But now we have a show that is a parody of Star Trek within the Star Trek universe, and I don't think Star Wars could maintain that right now. Well, they had that one that's been produced and done that that uh, Disney has like pretty much put on the shelf. What is that? Uh, Not a Lego thing, right? No, uh, shortcuts. It was that the. The uh, Seth Green, the Robot Chicken guys, did an entire animated series, and it never aired. Yep, produced. It's completely produced and done. It's in the can. But the moment Disney bought it, bought Lucasfilm, they said, "You know what? We're going to take this and we're going to put it away. Going to put it in a crate and get a guy to push it in a dolly, (laughs) (laughs) and then the credits will roll." Yeah. Um, so it's it's just it's ridiculous it's ridiculous and but still i i just get i get weary i grow weary of people saying if the movie didn't make more than it it costs to make if it doesn't make it the box office more than it costs to make it's probably because it sucked okay yeah If the movie, you know, if I can't support everybody in the movie, if they do not live life at the highest moral standard, if they ever got in trouble on a tabloid or did something that I personally disagree with, then I'm not going to go see this movie and the movie sucks. Yeah, well, and I feel like uh, we got that. Well, with Indiana Jones, there was the uh, I love can. I don't know anything about can. I've never been to can. I, I would like to know whether it's, spelled, it's pronounced can or con because I've heard it both ways. Ah, uh, well, it's French, so it's probably con. Con, okay. Uh, and they probably celebrate James Con. <laughs> <laughs> they just pick him up and walk him around the entire week. 
<laughs> and he's vaguely insulting. Uh, which, which which the French like. <laughs> but the thing about Khan was like, oh, it, Dial of Destiny did not do well at Khan. It only got a five-minute standing ovation. I was it was like, lukewarm. It was somewhat, like, you know. Like well, yeah, well, it was French, but I was like, what did well? Was it 14 minutes of clapping? Because, man, when I, go to, when I go to a live concert, like when Rage Against the Machine finishes, and I clap for four minutes, my hands hurt. I want to stop. I want it to be over. At that point, you're like doing the whole polite. Your hands are coming together, but they're not quite making the sound. Yeah. You know? I saw Steve Martin and Martin Short uh, about a month ago. At the end of it, I didn't want to clap anymore. <laughs> I appreciated all of it, but I'm tired. My hands hurt. So, so a film you don't like gets a five-minute standing ovation? And, and But again, it's back to the perception thing. You know, we, we use so much, again, and all the other thing I love is how people say, well, the media this, the media that, you can't trust the media. And yet they let media pretty much help them decide how they feel about people and things right. all the time. Well, the thing is the people who say you can't trust the media are the media that disagrees with them. You know, Fox News was fa- was famous for saying, look at the media. And I'm like, you are the media. You are the freaking media. Yeah. Yeah. It was popular 24-hour news channel. And you're saying you can't trust the media. It's like people in government that say they can't they don't trust the government. Yeah, we'll never like, understand. Well, that. well then yeah. well you, then you, go you. to therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, and I will always have a, someone who's in Fox who's a, well, not so much now, but they'd say, Well, that's mainstream media. Fox isn't mainstream media. It's mm. the most they, it's they, propaganda. Yeah, yeah. Fox has just as many viewers, if not more. Yeah, more. Yeah. <laughs> So I, they've become the mainstream. Yeah, they as are. they've had to fire all of their main talents, I don't know if that they still have more. <laughs> but still, it's it, it's just ridiculous, and and the people bring that, and the thing that drives me nuts is because it again, it's sports. It's, it's sports. sports. Yeah. I, it, my I my side's got to win, so your side has to lose. But I, it takes away from my enjoyment of it. It takes away from my enjoyment. Mean, like with sports, I love. Like like we do on our show, like on our other shows, when we have um, you know, Dave and Tom and they're talking about the White Sox. And I'm a Cubs fan. I love teasing them. You know, there's a north side, south side thing, but that's that's as far as it goes. It's not like I want the White Sox to to, you know, to be sucked into a black hole and never be seen again. It's not like when the White Sox w- uh, lose, I'm celebrating. In fact, I would like to see the White Sox win. I like to see all Chicago teams do well. I want to see my friends happy. I want my friends who are White Sox fans to be happy. I want my friends who are Star Trek fans to be happy. Hey, all you people out there, can you let this Indiana Jones nerd be happy (laughs) for once? (laughs) I tell you, I am really enjoying Star Trek. And I will say, Saturday night, the movie I went to, um, I went to Hollywood Boulevard, which I haven't been to in a long time. And I, I... in fact, I hadn't been to it in so long that I got nostalgic in there. Oh, wow. Because I haven't been to it since pre-pandemic. And Do it was still have all the, the movie yeah, props. They still stuff. have all the stuff up. And and of course, uh, Steven used to own the shop next door. So mm-hmm. it was a big part of like the that Camara's uh, era and the people, you know, and I was remembering people like Stu McLean that had passed on that are, were part of it. Um, but there were, you know, the movie's been open for two weeks. I'd say most of the crowd I was with had not seen it before, you know, it was an older crowd and it com- the movie completely worked. They laughed at the right places. They, you know, everybody teared up when Marion showed up. Everybody laughed when uh, Helena hit Indy when, and it goes to black. And that's the thing where the fans are like, so that's the thing where the fans have taken the most umbrage. Of like, oh, she takes over for Indiana Jones and she's trying to prove she's better than him. That moment got a... When that screen went to black, there was a huge laugh in the theater. I caught it the second time. I didn't catch it the first time. But I'm like, and I'm going to give James Mangold this. I think he used the same angle when Helena knocks out Indy. It's the same angle when you see Marion punch Indy in the jaw on the Raiders. In Mm. Raiders. Like the same pop. You don't you don't get the spin. That's the only no, thing. you don't get the right. And they're going, Oh, that's fucking clever. You know. Yeah. It's like yeah. And I always went, it's like Helena is the daughter he never had. 
that and if he had a daughter that's what she would have been like and you know all the people that didn't like mutt williams this was a second draft of that pretty much in fact if they had had helena like in the last movie you know who knows Uh, yeah I still, uh, I still say if Joseph Gordon-Levitt had played Mutt Williams, and I don't know if he was up for it, but at that time he probably was. See, I, th- but- I, th- I think it would have worked a lot better. Poor Shia LaBeouf. Poor Shia LaBeouf. He's the Tom Selleck of of the Indiana Jones franchise. Well, except he was actually in it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And I, and everyone, I, I say, I'll say this till the end of time. Tom Selleck. Oh, that, that's how long the uh, WJA is going to own your rights. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that until I get the rights to my face back from yeah, face back. <laughs> Had Tom Selleck been cast as Indiana Jones, we'd have one indie movie. Maybe one. Oh, yeah. one, maybe two. Spielberg maybe has said two. that. There, there, was a, there was a celebrating Harrison Ford video Lucasfilm put out on YouTube. And Spielberg said a huge reason that the reason that character works is because we cast the right guy. Yeah. And, and I was saying this on the podcast when we were talking about the movie, this was his movie. This was the movie he Harrison Ford personally wanted to make. This was not the negotiation of George Lucas, Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford who were three men with very different agendas. Every time they did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, this was, this was really the one guy that wanted to make it Spielberg. When Spielberg decided not to direct it, he let go of it. James Mangold had that script rewritten. And Mangold is certainly – Mangold's made some really good movies. But Mangold is certainly not the guy to tell Harrison Ford, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, but I think – I thought he was great. And I add to that, he – what did I say? He doesn't kill Indy at the end. That no, they said there was never a consideration. Right. And Mangold, Mangold said, I do not want to be the guy who does that. And Harrison Ford said, like – very early on, he said, "We're not going to do that," which I, which made sense because they did kill Han Solo. Yeah, so it's like we already saw that. I mean, they didn't kill Decker in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and there's certainly not going to be a third one of those. No, there is going to be, but Decker's not going to be in it. Oh, really? Is it going to be Ryan Gosling again? Uh, I, I haven't heard the casting yet, but I know they're working on it. I hadn't heard that they were making another. It's one. like twenty. Another, they're going forward another 10, 20 years. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it's it's the Blade Runner universe, but yeah. the Blade Runner cinematic universe. Yeah, <laughs> one I mean, movie every forty years. Well, let's say, and that, let's talk about you know uh, uh, now that we're going to talk about comparing sequels here and and box office for you know MI seven and in you know Indy five. I mean, when it comes to sequels, I'll say people got to bitch about in, uh, Dial of Destiny, and I go, look, it certainly was not Alien four. All right. Uh, you know, it was it, and it didn't l- reach the level of ludicrousness like a like a Fast and Furious film. Yeah. So it, they, the, I think as far as the quality of of the films, the indie franchise in itself is pretty consistent across the board. I'm not going to say that they're all perfect. And yeah, some movies are more entertaining than others. And some movies are, you know, again, they hit different notes with people. But it's not like there's a single one in the indie bunch where I go, oh, man, I just cannot watch any of that. Like right. fucking pro. I mean, I, if, if you like Prometheus, OK. Uh, OK, I'm going to. Now, the yeah. nadir of the Alien franchise is yeah. Alien versus Predator Requiem, a movie <laughs> where an alien and a predator who, by the way, aliens exist in the future <laughs> and predators exist now, but they both attack a small town. Yes. That's a movie. Yes. They turned it into basically like a Friday the 13th thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want, yeah. The so, fact that you mentioned Friday the 13th means we don't have to mention bad sequels at all. <laughs> there we go. Jason takes Manhattan, where I am not the first person to say this, but he gets on a boat at Crystal Lake and it sails to New York from Crystal Lake. <laughs> Crystal Lake, yeah. I didn't know that 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 lake led out to the ocean. I thought it was no lakes led out to anything. (laughs) (laughs) See, lots of guys, the the same jabronis who talk about how all they love old Godzilla movies. They're gonna bitch about the CGI in an Indiana Jones film. Shut up, okay? Just enough. 
enough already. If, if you were consistent in your standards about things and fine. But these days, people just want to say they don't like something just because they know that knows it gets them attention. And I'm kind of done with that right oh, now. Oh, and hey, if you like old Godzilla films, and uh, I'm probably talking to Howie Weingarten because, man, that guy loves old Godzilla films. Um, the movie you should be watching again is Conan the Destroyer. Because oh, that God. movie ends... I saw that movie once in the 80s with my dad. And then, uh, oh, my greatest, you know, we're running over. So my greatest thing in the week of the week, uh, my greatest thing in the world this week, if I haven't mentioned it before, the Netflix Arnold documentary series. Because, oh, my God, it's three hours. It's three episodes. He narrates all of them. (laughs) There are many, many old little men that go, I used to work out with Arnold. (laughs) Which made me realize you don't keep muscles. <laughs> you don't. But man, we watched both Conans after that because that's the franchise Art Arnold's that I'm fuzziest on. And Conan the Destroyer, I remembered him fighting like a rancor at the end and standing on its head and like pulling the horn out. Oh, it's a man in a rubber suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a man in a loose fitting rubber suit. Oh, I see a zipper there. <laughs> it's on Netflix till July 30th. Go, go right away. <laughs> Elliot, do you want people to find you on social media? Because I'm getting more dubious about it every week. No, don't talk to me. Just don't. Uh, you know I'm out there. For those, you know what the folk, the folks who hate me the most are the ones who know where to find me. So I'm not even going to promote it anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen to the show. That's all I'm going to say. Listen to the show and listen to. Uh, if you're not already subscribed. Subscribe, and you can watch us on video on YouTube and on Facebook. Sometimes, not this week, <laughs> but uh, yeah. We've been doing this show for 10 years. 10 years going go, strong. Hey, go tell people. <laughs> yeah, like hey, you've been listening to this show for 10 years. Tell somebody else about it. And, and people, I do appreciate there are new people who are who are discovering us. I got the plug, yes. I got to plug our show on Wisconsin radio. Just oh, very week. nice. Um, so there are new people discovering us. So yeah, if you find us, please make sure you pass us along. Uh share us with a friend. We are, you know. I, I got to say, I know I'm sounding a bit cynical right now, but I, I really try to bring, I want to be positive about this stuff. I, know. I really do. I want to talk about how much I love these things. And I want to celebrate them. Um, I, it's just after a while, like I feel so worn down by other fandoms. Yeah. Um, that's why maybe next week we'll just talk about Barbie. <laughs> I kind of want to see it. <laughs> that's another one. I, I tell you the, the folks at, the, you know, Chris Nolan and, and the production team at Barbie, they're like, they're, they're like, you can't buy this type of publicity. The fact that oh, just, Barbie, they're calling it Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer, which yeah. is, you know, and you know, they didn't do that. You know, they just decided to release the no, same two day. different studios. Yeah. yeah. Two different studios. They're like, no, we're just going to release the same day because let's be, well, but they're competing against each other. Are you fucking kidding me? You're telling me the people who want to see Oppenheimer are, are thinking, oh, I want to see Barbie. Or is it Oppenheimer this week? I'm not sure. <laughs> Who goes to the theater and goes, and goes, oh, Oppenheimer saw that? I'll see Barbie. <laughs> I'll go see Barbie, right. And 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 yeah, I mean, I'm, and I'm still a little salty that the Cinemark only had the Barbie, you know, popcorn tins and not the Indiana Jones ones. So if anyone out there found an Indiana Jones popcorn tin, wants to send it my way, uh, that'll make my day. You know what to find. Well, either way, whether we see Barbie or Oppenheimer, or we just talk about Indiana Jones for a third week, <laughs> uh, we will talk to you next week.